Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You don't have to have the solution, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the preview show, sponsored by Betway. The Premier League is bloody back. It's Friday, 11 September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. <laughs> Friday times, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get to the Premier League, with the new season upon us, of course, we're delighted to tell you that we're going to be continuing to bring you five shows a week with a rotating lineup of three of the eight of us each day. You know us by now, you lucky sausages. <laughs> and we've now launched a brand new channel as well. Some of you may have seen the first episode of On the Continent is now available on that channel, which is called Football Ramble Presents. Andy, you were on on the continent tell us how it went it was lovely thank you very much mm-hmm. um it was me and our new presenter dot and bio that's oh, yeah. right actual oh yeah dot and in the building amazing scenes <laughs> amazing so scenes it's going to be me and dot uh every week mm-hmm. miguel delaney uh was the, the the first of our rotating panel who joined us yesterday mm-hmm. and he was he was excellent company and we talked about how paris Saint-Germain needlessly mm-hmm. called off their game at Lance. all went and got coronavirus but they'd still win which they didn't. They missed hey! last night. What a scoreline. What a scoreline. <laughs> and that's the sort of prognosticating that you can uh, hope to receive in the new On the Continent on Andy, Football Ramble Presents. I loved uh, you, you on, on, on the continent back on there again. You and uh, Don, it was, you were like Vic and Bob and one extra one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In the words of David Brent. Well, search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Gentlemen, the bloody season's upon us. So soon after the last one. Who's emotionally ready? Oh, yes. Yeah, you are. You're, you're excited, aren't you? Big I time. Can tell. Yeah, oh, look, we all are. It's great. Um, it's been a weird one. 
But let's get cracking again. Um, big kickoff for the new season is uh, Marcus's beloved boys. Oh yeah, as well. So they they thought, how are we going to get? How are we really going to mm-hmm. get the punters back in? Yeah, well, you get the Fulham on TV. Yeah, uh, big time. Uh, uh, early doors, of course. Well, every, against... Everything's bloody on TV, isn't it? For September. Well, and they're the first ones. Exactly. You know, they exactly. pioneered it. I would uh, uh, not say because it wouldn't be true. <laughs> Fulham pioneered uh... <laughs> television. <Yeah. laughs> David Attenborough's fuming. With, Sir David Attenborough's fuming with you. I mean, I don't know if who, who Sir David Attenborough's. Pause, but I, I could put it. I'd put him down as a Fulham fan, surely. Well, Billy the Badger is yeah. the mascot. Exactly. Most, most clubs have got some kind of animal mascot, apart from that one team. Is it West Brom? We've weirdly had a, a boiler. Um, a combi boiler. Most teams have a, have a uh, animal. I think he would be a big fan of uh, Cyril the Swan at Swansea, Cyril who Swan. is my favourite mascot, chiefly because I think I remember him being really aggressive in a mascot race at a horse racing track once. He's, he's quite feisty to um, Millwall fans. I remember once was as, as well, which you know, and, I've, and, and another that, that one takes, yeah. that takes balls, even even in a like seven foot swan suit. And another one of you in your litany of weird pronunciations, feisty is feisty. No, I say feisty. No, 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 no. What it's do you say? Feisty. Oh, no, it's feisty in South London. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Ask Ruth no, no. Maneuver. No, <laughs> who have Fulham got on I their ro- roaster? It's, it's feisty in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> who have Fulham got on their roaster tomorrow? Oh my goodness! They've got. <laughs> they've, they've got everything. I um, I, I I think it's 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 a good time to get Arsenal out of the way. Um, well, because we don't know what Ar- what Arteta is going to do. They've had a, f- a few new signings, of course. There's talk of uh, Saliba maybe starting, and I'm sure you've got yes. something to say on 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 him. So I, th- I think if you if you're going to play a big team, who you know FA Cup winners, obviously you know they're not a top four side at the moment, but they've got ambitions. I, I think it's it's best to. To, to, to play them quite it's, early on and it's a fixture that gets I think it's kind of like you're in the Premier League now. you're at home yeah, as well yeah definitely exactly yeah. I, I think you, you get a little bit of uh, Arsenal versus Norwich first day of the season vibes from about 28 years ago don't you when uh, Norwich went to Highbury and, and won on the first day and Arsenal went on to have an absolutely fantastic season Yeah. so may, maybe maybe there's a little bit of that for, for Fulham but when, when we say we don't know what Arteta's going to do I'm going to put it out there and say not pick Mesut Ozil Yes, I, I think that could be quite yeah. a, a strong part of it. And it's something that um, Nick Ames pointed out in, in The Guardian. Whatever the feelings that Ozil is putting out publicly about, he wants to battle his way back into the team. And of course, he did that before. Mm. Um, until the shutdown, of course, he played every game, didn't he, for, mm. for, for Arteta. And something changed. And it felt like something changed quite dramatically after that. The interesting thing that Nick was pointing out, though, was the fact that Willian, having been signed and a lot being invested in him, especially for a 30-something, which is a change of policy for Arsenal, um, the plan is to play him in a central role. And that says Ozil is not going to play at all. Also, I think Willian will do very well in that role Mm because that is the thing that Arsenal have struggled with, really, creating creating chances. That's also sort of fed into the need to keep Aubameyang. Because if he was a basketballer, you would say he creates his own shot mm-hmm. increasingly, and he really does, doesn't yeah. he? Mm. I think I think that's interesting playing William in the centre because if you yeah, think I didn't about expect it, that. Well, he's 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 in early thirties now, of course. Yeah. He's not getting any younger. None of us are, Luke. No. Um, so I do from... less defending, basically. <laughs> well, no. Less running, I suppose. I mean, if you yeah, you're playing definitely. on the wings and you and you're playing in in demanding formations now, you're trying to give a bit of cover for the fullback and so on. But you know he's got pace. You know he's got that turn of pace that he has. He's not going to suddenly lose that. It will wane, of course, as the years go by. But he's still got that to maximise that and to pick and choose those runs rather than all day running because he can he can be quite busy. 
I, I quite like the sound of that. Yeah, I, I kind of assumed he'd play in a, on the right of a three up front. Mm. That's kind of what I thought he would play. But I mean, if you're telling me, Andy, you know, you're telling me he's going to play for him, that'll be interesting to watch. I, I think it's an interesting idea. Nick does know Arsenal very, very well. Oh, listen, well, I'm, I, he knows it much better than I do. We, we have to say, but I, I think it's it's not something I would have picked either. But well, not against uh, Fulham uh, with Harrison Reed. Yeah, exactly. you know he's, he's not going to get a kick. Sign on the perm. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to get a and, kick. And 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 so I was going to say the thing you said, well, you guys said about um, Fulham facing Arsenal on the opening weekend that you know you could catch Arsenal cold. I had that in my notes. I was going to say that about Leeds against Liverpool. Now, of course, they wouldn't necessarily want to play him at Anfield, but mm. if you are going to play Liverpool, you've got to play him at some point. It's no bad thing, I don't think, to play them on the opening day because you just never know what you're going to get. Um, oh, well, that's the thing with Leeds above all teams, I think, in this Premier League this season. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, you know, but because we've, we've, we've enjoyed them so much over the last couple of seasons. But, but, we'll, and... yeah, but we'll come on to them. I, I, yeah. The point I wanted to make was that, and I, I guess I'll throw this to Marcus as a question because he, he kind of follows Fulham a lot closer than me. I don't particularly know how Fulham are going to approach it. So with mm. Leeds, I feel like I know how they're going to approach yeah. it. Mm. With Fulham, yeah. it's, it's quite hard to tell how they're going to approach it because yeah. they've had this recent history. They've gone up to the Premier League, they make all these signings. Mm. They they don't really do one thing or the other. It goes to absolute rats mm-hmm. and they get relegated again. <laughs> absolute got, rats. They've got a new they've got a new <laughs> um, they've got a new um manager now. Yeah. Back back compared to what they had before when they were last in the Premier League, how do you think they'll go about it? They've got yeah. a full strength squad to choose from. They've got mm-hmm. some good players with top flight experience. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Well, he was in, he was manager when they were relegated. Eventually, yeah. But I mean, you know, he was rather kind of <laughs> bothered. We're going down. Yeah. Uh, we know you're yeah. a good Who's idiot. the man who looks most like a fighter pilot? <laughs> <laughs> Get him in. That, that He'll be the one. Um, uh, I, I, I think that what I... I had concerns about Fulham last season that, that actually... It, they were a bit unpredictable and they weren't as attacking as Fulham fans in recent seasons in the championship specifically have, have come to enjoy them under Jakanovic in the championship. I don't know if it will ever be as good as that again. Like it was, yeah. it was so good to watch, but yeah. because you can't do that when you go up to the Premier League as they very much found out when they were, they, when they were hammered. And I think, I think a lot of people will probably have Fulham down to be relegated this year in, in their, um, in their predictions and so on. Um, but what gives me a bit of hope, actually, is... And you saw Fulham as well, uh, uh, Luke. They, I they, did. They didn't seem that cohesive, didn't seem that good. But when it came to the crunch, they looked very solid in that playoff final against Brentford. Completely nullified Brentford, who, who, who attacking-wise, yes. were brilliant. Now, I know Brentford aren't Arsenal, for crying out loud. But actually... Well, they create it, more chances for a start, Exactly, don't they? they're better yeah. to watch. Um, <laughs> they don't have Ozil. So, uh, uh, so, <laughs> so actually, I think of, of all the people that, that understand, uh, certainly on the pitch, about defensive uh, stability and being solid and hard to beat and so on, it's surely Scott Parker. Surely of all the people. But you, it's funny, though, but because not, not always do, do managers manifest themselves in the style that you'd expect them as a player. You know, classic example, George Graham as Arsenal manager. You know. Nicknamed Stroller as a player. And <laughs> <laughs> an arch disciplinarian as a manager, and Keegan's another one. But but the well, no, he's not really. Yeah. Uh, but um, on the Fulham thing, you mentioned I saw him last season. I did see him last season. Mm-hmm. I wasn't impressed with him. I thought they were a little bit boring, a little bit. They, they I saw them play against Stoke. They scored. Mm-hmm. They won the game, but they 
were largely quite poor. Having, having said that, though, the other way of looking at that is just mm. that they got the job done. Yeah, but I think, did. but I think that's it. I think, I think Parker. You can't read into the playoff final though, because that's just there for winning, right? It, it, of course, it, you can't read too much into what happened in that game. But, but looking at it all, I'm going to give Parker the benefit of the doubt here, because some people say he has, has shortcomings as, as, as a manager, right? And I totally get that. You know, he's still in, in experience. He's still a rookie, yeah, yeah. He's still, he's still learning. We shall see, of course, quite quickly how this will pan out. But I would hope that, that Parker think, was thinking to himself in the championship, look, we've got some good players here. We've got Mitrovic up front. We should have enough to at least get into the playoffs at the bare minimum. And of course mm. they did. Um, and they were still in for a shout at the second place on the last day of the season, which didn't quite happen. But I, I think that he was... You've got to be preparing the side at least somewhat for Premier League. I know people will say, oh, you shouldn't do that. You've got to go up. But I, I understand it's a fine line, that. It was a very, very fine line. But I think to make a more solid, difficult to beat, blah, 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 blah. So at home against Stoke in the Championship, that stuff doesn't, is, it shouldn't really be actioned that much. You need to be attacking. But you can't go from one to the other completely in the following season. So I hope, to give him the benefit of the doubt, that he was subtly preparing them for life in the Premier League. Maybe. And if that is the case, then I think you could see you could, Harrison Reed will start. And I think Tom Kearney could play in that more withdrawn could, role. Could, could we have a word from Andy on Alphonse Ariola as well? Yeah. Joined him? Because that's an interesting signing, isn't it? From Real Madrid on loan, isn't it? Uh, from Paris Saint-Germain. Sorry, Paris, it, was, it was on loan at loan Real Madrid last Real Madrid season. Last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they've clearly made a significant investment in him, even if he's only on loan. I mean, you know he earns €700,000 a month at Paris Saint-Germain. Right. That's a lot of money cool. yeah. uh, for, a, for a guy who's not been a, a 1st Well, Well, to the Premier League for you? I, th- I think so. Um, I, th- I think it was a bit of a shame for him at, at Real Madrid. He actually did a good job in the sense that um, he only played a little bit at Real Madrid. But what he did, which is exactly what they would have hoped for, is inspire Thibaut Courtois under yeah. the threat of genuine competition to play his best football mm. that he'd played for a, a couple of years. And he's transformed, helped transform Courtois into one of the best goalkeepers in the world again. Um, Ariel is some, someone I, I, I really like. I think he's someone with the quality, with the presence to become a really, really good goalkeeper. I think he could be absolutely key for He's is, is hoping he gets the best out of Rodak then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Bettinelli has gone on loan. Yeah. Um, to... He's a bit of a bit of a fall from grace, really. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but he's gone to Middlesbrough where he'll be yes. with uh, Neil Warnock. More on him later. Yes. Uh, nice, nice trail, mate. What about Kenny Tete? Well, um, he's, Fulham have signed him, Netherlands his fa- international. His father was a martial artist. There we go. Wow. His father's Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's bli- blimey, that's quite something. Do you, mm. think, do you think he'll do okay, Andy? I, I think he'll do okay. okay. He's Better part, than bad. Part of a <laughs> part of a stable of um, great fun, but very unreliable uh, Leon right-backs that they're currently clearing. So Tete's left. Raphael, of course, formerly of Manchester yeah. United, has gone to Istanbul, Bajak Shahir. Did you see the signing video with him? You've got on the continent now, for fuck's <laughs> sake. I cannot believe you've done this. Just say he's going to be up against Aubameyang, Saka and probably Tierney yeah. tomorrow. It's going to be difficult. Move on. Ra- Move on. Raphael played for Manchester United and there were lots of <laughs> yeah, very bad japes. Yeah. Between him and and Fabio, when they're six at the club. degrees of separation, we can link to anyone, mate. <laughs> that's, that's been proven. <laughs> All right. Well, Kenny Tete, what your description there? I think to myself, good enough. He sounds a bit like he could be an '80s soul singer. Yeah. And Kenny Tete. Uh, and that's what you, yeah. he doesn't look like one. That's right. But he sounds like one. And that's what you want. Well, yeah. um, Arsenal, uh, last time they went to the cottage, it was 5 1, I think. Was it 5 or 6 1? Aaron Ramsey scored that incredible goal. Yeah. He's not mm. there, so they can't do that this time. So up yeah. there's. Yeah. Uh, well, no, Unai Emery's not there, so they can't do that this time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, Fulham win. Good, good evening. Fulham win. Um, I missed that. I think. <laughs> 
He'd be, he'd be saying it somewhere. Yeah, I know, but you don't really hear about it. At a certain it, time of day, I'd yeah. imagine. Say well, you say, well, you missed the topics with, yeah. uh, with um, Daniel Farker. I miss Good Evening. Yeah. I, I would like to think he will preserve that in English, even when he's at Real this season. I hope so. That'd be great. That would be that great. That would be really good. You've got to uh, appeal to the international audience. That, of course. That's what La Liga's all about. And that's, that's, what what I got, that's why Gary never went to Valencia. Yeah, and that's what On the Continent's about as well. I mean. mm. um, one, okay. of the big, one of the big <laughs> matches uh, of the weekend, of course, is Liverpool v Leeds. Leeds back in the Prem, straight to the champ. I think that's what it was. I think when the fixtures were announced, Beals was on the phone, straight to the champions, please. Yeah. Straight to the... Yeah. To, to, by the to way, Anfield. I am sticking around. Yeah. I told <laughs> I told you that would be weird. I, I told you that would be weird. I knew his contract was over two years yeah. and he out in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I said to everyone, don't assume that yeah. he's definitely going to stay. Now, of course, I was wrong and I'm happy to take that on the chin. But it's still quite funny that yeah. yesterday it broke in the news. I that, know. Like, that he's, oh, yeah, yeah, I am staying. <laughs> he's, so, he's just so mad. It's like, but when he, when he comes out and goes, by the way, um, what, who, who are you going to play against Liverpool? Before I get to that, I am staying. Yeah. Oh, and sort, the way he says it. I assume that. And the way he says it is, I will be working here at Leeds this year yeah. it's like like it's a normal job I know it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal um, but he, he did talk quite uh, quite nice terms actually about uh, as a coach you know like the 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 sort of uh, the cheer and the joy that they give to fans, you know, is like the, the main reason why he does the job and so on and so forth. Have you seen that mural up, up, up in Leeds? On oh, the side they, of the house? they love him. Yeah. And so they should. I don't know if that's a new thing or not, but it's an amazing mural on the side of I'll a end what, of though, terrace house. You think about 10 years ago. Yeah, marching, marching all together in Spanish, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. That's classed. I bet 10 years ago it would have been in, in, um, when, when Beals as Chile went to the World Cup. That was when, I think, you and I, Luke, certainly, and... and, and, and but they're playing that 3-3-1-3 three, three, three formation. Yeah, which is essentially like a 3-4-3 three, three, if you look at it you know yeah um, it was quite interesting but th- that was when we kind of started to get to know Beals are a bit better yeah um, other sort of um, people would, would know him before and, and others since then Marcus I'm really gutted that you brought that up because now I just feel sad that they haven't got Alexis Sanchez yeah <laughs> but I, when when Beals was there and then subsequently you know he's such an interesting incredible character of the game in Guardiola you know I mean when I tell you what when Leeds play Manchester City Guardiola will be sitting in the Leeds dugout won't he going oh, what, what are you going to do now <laughs> yeah. Yeah, goodness knows what happened there Guardiola will pay Marcelo Bielsa's <laughs> lead so much respect yeah. that he'll play some mad formation oh involving goodness. six fullbacks <laughs> Leave all the attacking players on the yeah. bench, and Leeds will win three 0 Leeds, and Guardiola will be happy about it, yeah. and give a really weird post-match comment. I should have put that in my prediction, but he'll have a go at Nathan Redmond. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I did a post-match and I was on the phone to Nathan <laughs> every every week. Is on the phone to Redmond, but, but he will. I've be... retired three years ago, Pet. <laughs> but, but all those years ago, we would never have thought. You know, you you, you look at football and so on that that, that Beals would be the man to get Leeds back into the Premier League, having been there. Uh, having been out of the league so long. It's absolutely wonderful how these things uh, are thrown up. And I'm still loving the fact. I know Leeds fans are going, oh, come on, get over it. Beals, we've been there for a while. But it's still wonderful. It, Great to see him in the top flight. It really is. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm really interested to see what Leeds are going to do, Andy, as you mentioned. It, you know, that I, He has said that they will continue to play so their I, style I, of see, football. I think mm. they will. So I heard Vish and maybe you, Marcus, mm. or someone say a week ago on the show that, oh, it's going to be interesting to see how he approaches it. I don't know, Andy, you know much more about this than me, but I'll put this out there. I think he's just going to go exactly the same. Yeah, yeah we know how he's going to approach it. We just don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. I, I think that's, right, okay. that's the difference, especially with betting in new players. Um, and Rodrigo and Robin Cocker, obviously the, mm-hmm. the, the two big ones. It looks like yeah, they well, might... I, I just saw Marcus's face then, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> it looks like they might both start on the bench yeah. uh, against, against... Stiff Liverpool. competition for Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Bielsa doesn't play either of them all season. Let's just hope he doesn't flop. 
Carry on. That's all I've got. Carry on. Yeah. Carry on, Andy. Uh-huh. Don't shaft us. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> but what I'm yeah. looking forward to the most... Going Seeing back cock to what, on the ball? What you guys... <laughs> That's enough. Now. All right. Let sorry, 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 everybody. It's been a while. What I'm looking forward to, actually, is, is seeing Bielsa pop up, his little face pop up on Match of the Day. Yeah. yeah. That, that'll, be, that'll be pretty Do good. Do you reckon he'll ever go English or not? Well, Glinica speaks Spanish. Yeah, true. But is it is because remember when Pochettino moved from Southampton to Spurs, and they were like, right, you're going to have to speak English now. Yeah. And he did it. Do you think Bielsa? They'll say to Bielsa. No, but you... I've, I think even with Pochettino, you've missed a little something. Quite apart from the fact I mm. m- missed his interpreter, who seemed a lovely man. Yeah, I, I think you don't get the same depth from his answers, and everything yeah. Bielsa says is so detailed, so philosophical, yeah. so nuanced. He should You'd prefer ne- it in Spanish. He should never ditch a translate. I don't want him to be standing there going, yeah. I, I I was pleased with the game. I, I don't want to hear no, that. I, think, I, I think... mean, did, did, you, did you hear him being asked about um, Klopp's heavy metal football? Yeah. Or what, what do you think of that comparison? He goes, well, I don't know anything about heavy metal. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm only interested in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, there was a lovely... I watched two VHS videos of football games at the same time. Yeah. I have no time to listen to music. That's what well, I reckon. If you passed him a copy of some kind of monster by Metallica on VHS, mm. it's, it, you've got to communicate with Bielsa via VHS. Yeah, I think yeah. that might work. And you know, the, the the psychodrama of that particular film, he'd be into it. That would be his way into heavy metal. I think. Yeah. You know, apparently, a former um, player of his, he went. He was invited to the wedding, and when he turned up, he handed him like fourteen videos of his like of of, of his playing style and so on, <laughs> and some tips. It's like there's your wedding present. <laughs> Would you, what, do you want me to watch this on my honeymoon? Like, you, was it Jonathan Wilson's wedding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, please. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh, is that all you got? You know when people leave their um, when people leave their presents on the table at a wedding. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Wilson's wedding is just react yesterday. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he, there was a lovely moment um, that because apparently, obviously, he's developed Calvin Phillips no end. He's been so good for him. You know, when, yeah, yeah. He, when he first saw Calvin Phillips, you know, Calvin Phillips was a forward and then a winger a long time ago, and then he was sort of a box to box midfielder and Bills just came in and went no no what's all this learn how to play centre back defensive midfield and now he's you know he's, he's an England international yes. but Bills gave him uh, an old shirt of his when he was playing I think for Newell's in the 70s and gave it to, to Calvin Phillips as a present and apparently Phillips gave Bills a his England shirt that he played oh, against that's Denmark nice. wow. Very isn't, nice. that, isn't that lovely that is lovely yeah. and, yeah. I, and I think this is this is for me uh, you know this is for me the in, most interesting game of the weekend I agree with you because you don't really know what you're going to get. The opening weekend of the Premier League season is very interesting anyway for exactly that reason. Yeah. But he's a fascinating coach, someone we've wanted to see in the Premier League for a very, very long time. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say, really, since we started doing this mm. show, mm. we've we've wanted him to come and manage over here because he's such a character. It's great to see such a, a club like Leeds back in the top flight, as everyone has said, and I completely agree with that. And they're going to the home of the champions. Yeah. We don't know what to expect from Liverpool either because, you know, can they keep that intensity up now they've won the league after such a long time or will there be a bit of an internal kind of relaxation that you sometimes get we've seen managers talk about it in the past it's traditionally very difficult to dominate across a number of seasons Mm -hmm. in the Premier League Mm -hmm. not many teams have done it you'd argue only one really so lots to get stuck into in this game it's going to be fascinating Well, and and the two sides have got quite glorious histories of course Liverpool finally winning the league Leeds finally getting back into into the Premier League well when you mentioned Kevin Keegan I was thinking fights in the charity shield of course, yeah. always. Yeah. Keegan's always relevant. Keegan uh, gets top. Keegan off. is always relevant. Now, Thiago Alcantara hasn't. <clears throat> it's not been signed, sealed, and delivered uh, to Liverpool. So let's not talk too much. Would on they that. deliver him? Uh, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah. Stick him in the back of a um, a Renault Espace. Is that Jeff Drive Bezos? Him. Is that Jeff Bezos' next thing? Yeah. Sort of, sort of package up football. <laughs> but you know these days when people deliver things, it's just in the back of a car. Yeah. Would you would you like to see Tiago in the back of a car like that? I would like I would like him to be in the back of like Beals' knackered old Fiat. Little ra- little ribbon tied around him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do not return to depot. Do you think though? I mean, if he, if he does, we expect him to go. I, I hasten to add. But Tiago do, 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 it would provide a different option for. Liverpool. I think he would be a great addition for Liverpool because yeah. you think maybe that bit of craft in the middle of the park is the the, the one thing they're they're lacking. And I, I think he can be quite combative. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he's not quite the sort of muscle man that Bayern are looking for anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's something. Because Goretzka different. crushes him between his bicep <laughs> and training. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not football anymore. It's WWE at, yeah. at Bayern, isn't it? But I, I've, I think the, the interesting thing about it for me is does it limit the chances of Naby Keita. Now, mm-hmm. Luke was talking about, well, I think he was talking about at least Liverpool in the in, in the run-in. And it's understandable that post-lockdown, they struggled, especially as they virtually won the league anyway, mm-hmm. to produce the same sort of intensity. And that will be the question of them in the opening couple of months of the season. Mm-hmm. But also, the brightest spot for them, as, apart from you know running around with the trophy and all that sort of stuff, was Naby Keita, I thought, in the closing weeks of the season. He looked as if he was getting something together and it's like, yeah, this was the player we bought. But does Thiago's arrival limit his chances? Mm. That, that, that's, that's my question. Yeah, <clears throat> my question is, will Patrick Bamford do it in the Premier League this time? What, play, play the saxophone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, I don't think he'll start uh, the game at Anfield, though. No, okay. I think uh, you're. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great if one of the players played the goal music when they scored? What on a saxophone, like Tony Mowbray? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking Bamford. I mean, what what, what other value is he going to have in the, in, in the Premier League? Like, if if he plays Baker Street every time Rodrigo scores, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, is I, mean, there any is, other... I don't think it's the role he would have wished for mm. in the first Leeds first season back in the Prem, but it could be fun. Other than Baker, all right, you sell him squad player. <laughs> yeah, other than, okay, other yeah. than Baker Street and Careless Whisper, are there any other sax riffs that you can think? The of? start of waiting for a star to fall. Ah, good one. That opens. That's as I always say on this show. Oh, what a start to the season and, that would be! And it comes up more than you'd think for a mm. football show. It's the sign of a confident songwriter to start a song with a sax solo. Mm-hmm. And boy meets girl, waiting for a star to yeah. fall. Do do that. Uh, and it's and, and the effect is actually remarkable. I'm shocked that you've overlooked Danger High Voltage by Electric Six because that doesn't start with a sax solo. It starts n- with no, 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 the, 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 the solo is a sax solo that morphs yeah. into well, it's a guitar solo that morphs into a sax solo, yeah. or is it a sax solo that morphs into a guitar so, solo? Something it's one that of, we one can figure two. out in the break. Andy. Yeah, apparently they, they they put a rumor out that it was played by Bill Clinton as well. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And <laughs> in light of recent documentaries, they probably want to distance themselves from that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a quick break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. In 2020, self-care can seem like yet another overwhelming job for women. Every week, we test out a new kind of self-care so you don't have to. Firstly, can we just clarify how we pronounce it? Kombucha? Kombucha. Yeah. Kombucha. Kombucha. Self-care club. Wellness road tested. So that was the first yeah. day. You know, it was just the not slipping into the complete default mode of what I normally do, which is have a go at my husband for what he hasn't done. And, you know, all of that stuff, I kind yeah. of stopped. OK, so it was more the absence of meanness rather than the projection <laughs> of kindness at this initial point. Yes. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your pods. This week, we are testing out menstrual cups. How are you feeling? Dreading it. I know that you love to give a practice that's all about down below. I'm not interested. I've never even really thought about it since before I met you. You've no. never thought about your vagina until you met me. It doesn't get a lot of air. <laughs> it doesn't get a lot of air time. No, it doesn't. The Self-Care Club is a Stakhano production. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway, everybody. Now, the celebrations never stop at the Football Ramble. So to celebrate our new format and return to the Premier League, we've got a new email address, everybody. Send your correspondence to show at footballramble.com. Simple. Show at footballramble.com. Less letters than some of the other ones, so you can do it quicker. Yeah. Um, we'll be getting back to regular emails next week. And Pete may well have even prepared... A new jingle. Yes. That's something to be excited about. That is something to be very excited about. And slightly terrified. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, And with the new Premier League season here, it can only mean one thing. It's time for another year of football ramble predictions, people. Uh, We've all been getting our predictions in ahead of tomorrow's Premier League fixtures, and we want to see yours. Get them in before the fixtures. I know it won't alter the title race or anything like that, or blah, 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 blah. But if, uh, you know... But if people want to show off in May, they're going to need to have shown that they've submitted theirs. Yes. Before, or filled it in, mm. perhaps with a copy, the photograph, a copy of that day's newspaper. Now we're talking. Before the games have started, otherwise mm. they've got an unfair advantage. Exactly. If Mitrovic hit six against Arsenal, you know, you have him to top scorer. It's a bit, you know. I probably still wouldn't. Would you not? Probably not, no. Six goals? 
I mean, that would be remarkable. Let's be absolutely clear. <laughs> but, but given that once you take away the suspensions, he's playing a maximum of 20 games. Yeah, yeah well, that's true, Andy. But that's 120 goals pro rata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It wouldn't be too shabby, we can yeah, all agree. Yeah. Find us on Twitter, at Football Ramble, where we'll post a 2020-21 predictions page that you can fill in. Then you can tweet us your decisions using the hashtag Ramble Predictions. Yeah. There we are. And do email us, though, show at footballramble.com. We'd Get love to know. Know, um, you know experiences you've had watching football over the years maybe you've got a suggestion to improve football maybe you want to just tell us or wax lyrical about the first time you went to see a game anything mm-hmm. of fun or of yeah. interest and we'll read them out on the show starting next week accompanied as uh, Marcus has already said by a bloody lovely Pete Dawson jingle. Now, I'll say that, it could be horrific. I haven't yeah, heard yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. But one thing's for sure, it will certainly divide opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, Daniel Farker has had a bloody dreadful year, getting relegated from the Premier League yeah. and then getting relegated from... Topic jingles. Yeah, no, he was there. He was there for a little gap. Yeah, he but, served his purpose. Yeah, but he was he, he was still there when they were relegated. So yeah. actually, he still enjoyed a bit of the limelight even though they'd gone down, Andy. Yeah. So... I think it's better to have loved and lost the topics (laughs) than never have loved at all. Indeed. Now, um, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, Sunday afternoon kickoff: uh, Spurs versus uh, Everton. Uh, Jose Mourinho up against Carlo Ancelotti. Come on. Yeah, if you were in any doubt, ladies and gentlemen, if the Premier League was uh, lacking it's a place any, to be. yeah, exactly. It's it's absolutely quite uh, it's quite the thing. And very contrasting transfer windows, of course. Everton been busy, brought in some some big names: Hammond, Hammers Rodriguez or Jimmy Rodriguez, as I'm going to call him, yeah. and uh, J Rod and uh, Alan Andy, uh, as it's properly pronounced. Although yes. I. I I do think I'm going to default to Alan, uh, if I'm honest with you. So do forgive me for that. But but keep up the your end of the bargain there. Keep up the doodling. Yes, exactly. Um, and also Decore as well. Actually, I think that yes. one we have. I, I think I think you look. I mean, sorry, sorry to jump in, but I, I think you look at the potential first eleven mm. for Everton in this game, and um, it is remarkably interesting. But how many times have we said this about Everton over the last? But I don't few think seasons? we have quite to this extent. It's not just uh, yeah. the profile of the players, Marcus. I think there's a sense that there's a structure because they've brought in a whole new midfield of three players who are different and potentially complimentary very complementary. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a I midfield think, three, surely. Yeah, and I think we know what Decoure can do in the mm-hmm. Premier League and I'm sure he'll be very valuable. I so think he's great, Decoure. Yeah. If we can leave him to one side for, for a little minute, I think not only uh, Alan and Ham is very different, not only are they Ancelotti's former boys and yeah. yes he is doing an Italian Harry Redknapp yeah. can I just say when you say Alan and Hammers it sounds m- much better than Alan and James in the middle of the <laughs> <laughs> it certainly does Alan and James <laughs> did we vote to Brexit or not <laughs> right have a word with yourself alright sorry All right. if you're coming over here he's James uh, something that like, really affects again. Brazilian and, and Colombian <laughs> yeah. thanks, thanks for that Luke we're going to talk about Neil Warnock in a bit okay so save that <laughs> chat for then. but, but I, I think the, the way that they fit together is, is going to be really interesting because mm. bear in mind that James Rodriguez has spent a season kind of treading water at Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. He would have gone to Atletico yep. had they not got absolutely thwacked 7-3 in that friendly mm. um, by Atletico and then they thought, well, hang on, you look good and we're going to give you a player that you want. No, 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 mm. that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And James ended up paying the bill for that. Now, interestingly... He doesn't want to go to Atletico with all that running under Simeone, surely. Round about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to see him all sweaty, would you? We talked about this earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he could, well, but, so but, he could but, have been a different player now, could not he? Also, I think the important thing to underline is that not only is this 
James and Ancelotti part three, mm. but that Ancelotti wanted to sign him for mm-hmm. Napoli mm-hmm. and they couldn't quite agree the fee for him. Now, so he's obviously had a plan in his head for quite a long time yep. how Alan and James are going to work together. Mm. So it's not just getting two <clears throat> top-class players that he knows well and thinking, oh yeah, this will work and like throwing them together. He's had a year of plotting this in his brain, Ancelotti. So I actually think they're going to end up clicking together quite quickly. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I think it'll be I, fascinating I well. to watch. I, I, I th- mm. I, I've, you know, at the risk of you know, embarrassing myself for the four millionth time on this show. Gone by March? No, I think they. I think Everton <laughs> might be a little bit better than people expect. I think what's happening, unless I've misread it, which is entirely possible, I think people are all too 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 regularly here in light of this business saying. This is great. This is great. This is great. Mm, but it's mm, Everton. Mm. That's a great signing. But it's Everton. Yep. This is great. But it's them. And and I don't think that's this most sensible way of looking at it. You, you you've got to look as Andy said to me earlier mm-hmm. in the week, slapped me down and rightly so. It's Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. The reason that Jay Rodriguez, uh, James Rodriguez, not Jay Rodriguez, that's something different. Uh, James Rodriguez <laughs> is coming to Everton is because of Ancelotti. So and and in light of what Andy said there, the plan is the plan. Rodriguez in the hole behind Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. I'm excited for that. I'm very excited I'm excited that. for that. Get him in that jam roll. Oh, come on. And uh, and, and with Spurs, I know, they, I know they're, they're likely to start with... Uh, Joe Hart. Doherty and... No, absolutely not. Doherty <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And Hoiberg Go on, Marcus. Go on. <laughs> the rest of it does look quite sort of same as it ever was. And yep. and this is, if you think about the team that came to the end of their cycle under Pochettino, if we're going to use that phrase, well, they're probably going to start with Son. They're probably going to start mm-hmm. with Ali. They're probably mm-hmm. going to start with Mora. They're probably going to start with yep. Winks. They're probably going to start with Ben Davis. They're probably going to start with, you know, Toby Adovira. I'm not saying they're bad players or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just is quite an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah. I it's, expect, lucky, but, it's lucky fans aren't allowed to go because you wouldn't be adding any to the attendance with this sort of patter, would you? Probably not, no. But these players... No. They, but, but I'll just, just yeah. finish, just very quickly if I may, just say, I do think Spurs will do some more business. Uh, they just haven't done that yet. Yeah, so it's been a quiet window for Mourinho's standards I mean I think Doherty's a good signing uh, Same. I think he's a solid Agreed. signing Agree. the one I'm actually I think is a really kind of quite underrated signing potentially is Hoiberg and you, you obviously did a great interview with him um, for Football Ramble Presents uh, last season I think he's one of those players that and and I mean, and who who are playing for a club like Southampton? But even we can even say specifically Southampton, uh, because we've got a number of examples there. Who they, they go to a bigger club and they have better players around them, and you suddenly go, "Hang about, he's he's, he's pretty tasty." Van Dijk is the obvious example there, of course. But I th- I think Hoiberg in this Hoiberg under Mourinho is going to flourish because he'll I love agree. he will love Hoiberg. I can see him being a regular starter. Be a shame for Eric Dyer. So he, you know he could he could sort of take that kind of role. But Dyer didn't start that. But, that but they've needed a more mobile Eric Dyer in midfield. I agree. And Dyer, I think, Dyer's a centre back. His future's a centre back. Yeah, it has okay. to be. Yeah. It has to be. I think I think Hoiberg could play a huge part for Spurs this season. I I, I, I totally agree, and I think. With that sort of player that Hoiberg is, that sort of steering player, mm. he can't, whatever his ability, he can't win you games no. on his own. No. So there's always a limit to what he can do mm-hmm. at Southampton. Mm-hmm. But as a useful cog at Spurs in an area that they've, they've been lacking for quite a long time. But when you're buying Hoiberg, and it's something he talked about in that Ramble Meets, he said, I know people aren't like want, wanting me just for my ability. They're wanting me for my mentality mm. and he talked in that interview which you can That's go really back and listen to about you know one of the things that endeared him to Pep Guardiola and he's Pep Guardiola's golden boy yeah. for, 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 a, for, for a little bit at Bayern and he said it was it was the fact that he would go after Robin and Ribery and dare to kick them up in the air in, in training when he, when he was <laughs> oh, a Mourinho won't like that 
<laughs> people but we will it, actively <laughs> encourage it everyone, it feels like everyone on earth has heard that episode but if you haven't do right. go and just just go and it's on the it's on actually the football ramble channel mm. um ramble meets uh pierre emil hoiberg with andy it, go search it it's it's, it's a fantastic listen just an, because he's such an interesting character he's an older head on young shoulders which he is it's hard to he believe he's 24 now? 25, I think he's turned 25. You would never yeah. think that, though. Listening to that interview, you'd think he was, you know, early 30s. Yes. St- still sort of in the just in the peak of his powers still, as, it, as he's sort of beginning to look back on his career, perhaps. But but I think he's very... He'll be, I, think he'll be, I think he'll have a really good season. But uh, don't you think the interesting thing, Marcus, yeah. is the fact that, as Luke was saying, Everton have made the eye-catching signings. But actually, going into this game, especially as Hammers and... Alan, in terms of form and fitness, are coming mm-hmm. out of some sort of cold storage. We don't even know if they'll start. Everton have made the eye-catching signings. All the pressure's on Spurs. Mm-hmm. If they don't get... Despite the fact they've not really done that much business, I think they've... I agree with you. I think they've done the right business rather than necessarily eye-catching yeah. business. But there's a load of pressure on them to get this right in the early part of the season, isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. No, 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 big co- time. completely, yeah. Mm. Um, Such a competitive. But when I say when I say them, I mean him. But obviously. also as well, you know, Doherty and 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 Hoiberg, defensive players. Um, you know, if you if you know what I mean, because you, you named all the forwards that Spurs have, Luke. Mm. Yeah. It's not too shabby. We can't forget yeah. those players. Whatever it was under Pochettino, whether they'd you know lost a bit of steam, lost a bit of interest, whatever it was, they needed picking up. Now Mourinho. It didn't quite click in the way that Mourinho would have hoped, although the Amazon documentary has been very interesting and so well, it's on. It's been a weird time, though, hasn't it? It has been a very weird time. So I think I think it'd be fascinating to see if he can pick them up and, and get them going because they just yeah. need a bit of re-energising rather than a load of new signings to come well, in. When I list, listed those four players that you'd expect to play against Everton um, um, <clears throat> at the weekend, I think I think Celso's um, doubtful. He's perhaps injured. But if they do play Son, Ali, Mura and Kane, well... Son's a fantastic player. Yep. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. Ali needs to pick his, pull his socks up mm-hmm. and, and improve. Mourinho's working on that, I believe. Yeah, well, in, in his own way. Um, <laughs> but he does. He needs to improve. I yes. don't think anyone could... Yeah, yeah. It's only different. Mora needs to be used correctly mm-hmm. because I've been to Spurs last season and mm. he's been used as a weird outball for long long clearances, yeah. particularly against the, in the Leipzig game, which is mad. Mm. And Kane... I'm not, Kane. I'm, not saying this, I'm not saying there's question marks over Kane. But I do have a doubt in my mind about his ability to his, his body's ability to up to, to, to hold uh, up to the to the scrutiny this season as he gets yet another year older and he and he keeps getting these ankle injuries and these problems. So it's it, there's a couple of things there that that Maria might not have any control over. Now Kane's fitness, Ali's ability to get back to where he was before. Um, and then obviously you have to take into account any kind of attacking player that he brings in. There's, you know, there's talk that Gareth Bale might come back. They're after the guy from Salzburg as well, whose name I forget. Um, forward player. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Mm. But uh, the reason I think it's such a fascinating game, as I said a, se- a second ago, the juxtaposition between the two the two teams is, is fascinating. We're going to see a lot of new players on one side of the, of the ledger and see how they get on in a new shirt. And we're going to see some old faces on the other side. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting. It will be, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Football, um, you know, English football doesn't just return on Saturday. We have a game in the Championship tonight. The Championship is returning. It's always interesting uh, there, and it's Warnock's Borough. 
who are involved. Um, they are playing Watford, so newly entered, in, newly qualified into the championship. Oh, uh, Warnock will a get... lovely way of putting it. <laughs> he will get his cheapies from, from grinding out a 1-0 win at Watford tonight. I tell you what, it's, it's, it's a big game actually to begin the proceedings in the championship. A bit of Friday night football, which is, which is quite lovely. Um, Warnock is set to manage his 1500th game against Barnsley in wow. October. That's not against Barnsley specifically, as in his game. <laughs> Management, um, uh, the endless. Derby. How was it? Quite samey, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's. It, I, there was an interview recently with Warnock in, in one of the national newspapers. It's. I, I look. I know some of his political views. I may blah blah blah. But I love the man. I think he's. I think he's top class. And he was. This is how. This is what he's been doing in pre-season. Now Warnock's main residence, should we say, because he just bought a house in Italy, um, is in Cornwall. So he lives in Cornwall essentially, which rather far away from Middlesbrough. That's but, an El Mahomedy style commute. Yeah, isn't it is. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, a Joe Cole to Lille commute. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, during pre-season, he, uh, he, he they they had a they had a pre-season game behind closed doors, of course, against Plymouth, and he said that they had a barbecue at his house in Cornwall. All the players were there, and he says, as I'm cooking sausages, I'm talking to a couple of players. As I'm cooking burgers, I'm talking to a few more. And he's building the team spirit. They had two friendlies against Plymouth. Two friendlies, <laughs> just because he could get them around the house and barbecues. I absolutely love that. Fancy this one again tomorrow, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get to try you all out. Come round mine afters. Oh, dear. Um, Eastern Airways are getting a lot of business from Wardog. When he took the job at Borough, they opened up a service. I don't know. Could have been for him only, but from Teesside to Newquay. He said, I could be home in Cornwall under two hours. They've been brilliant for me. Imagine <laughs> that. Like, if you're in Middlesbrough and you're living in Cornwall. I, and all I'm saying is, if I were a Watford fan and yeah. I looked at the list of players they've got out injured oh, for tonight yeah. and looked at the, the um, Middlesbrough don't appear to have any players out injured and that they've got um, yeah. Warnock in charge, mm-hmm. I'd be fearing the worst. To me, that has got 0-1 yeah. written all over Absolutely it. right. Well, he's 71 now, Warnock, and he said that mid-table just doesn't cut the mustard. He's going for another, yet another promotion. Would be a record, wouldn't it? Sure it would be. I think it'd be, it would be his ninth, ninth, I think. I think yeah. It's yeah. not just about promotions, it's about unlikely promotions. Yeah, oh, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. He says he's not, you know, he's, he's got a bit in the tank at 71. He said, I love the fishing and collecting my eggs from the chickens, but it doesn't stimulate me like this. Yeah. So he's well, still well, in there. Well, a lot, yeah, a lot of research shows that yeah. certain types of jobs if you want to um, if you want to have a long happy life yeah. in certain types of jobs not very very difficult uh-huh. menial labour jobs but in certain types of jobs it's, the, the data has shown you should just try and work as long as you can because yeah. it keeps you active keeps you busy keeps mm-hmm. your mind going he's only 71 it's not that old yeah. but you know he's one of the older certainly at the older end of mm-hmm. the spectrum of managers but he's enjoying it and if yeah. you enjoy it and you still do it good on him that's what I say I think we should take a leaf out of America's book because we could do with a 70 year old in charge of the country couldn't we <laughs> that's what, who's listen, better you know what they say about being 71 it's better than the alternative mate <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well, the championship is back of course Wayne Rooney John Obi McKell just a couple of names we're going to enjoy in the champion championship uh, this season right it's time for four to score yes indeed it is four to score but from Betway has returned for the new Premier League season. Entry to Betway's four to score is free. And for those of you who aren't regular listeners or you're just joining us, you're very welcome indeed. I'll let you know how four to score works. Each week you pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win 50 thousand pounds. The weekly jackpot is 50 thousand pounds. Make sure your selections are obviously submitted before the first game. And further T's and C's apply. The four games 
this week. We'll go through them one at a time. Andy, you're up first. You've got Liverpool v Leeds, the aforementioned Saturday tea time. Who's your pick for first goal scorer? Trying not to be too clever and not to overthink it, as I'm sure dear Marcelo won't. So <laughs> yeah. I've, I've gone for Sadio Mane. Great. Um, Pep Guardiola went for uh, Nathan Redmond in that game. Sadio Mane for you, Andy. Game two is mine. It's West Brom v Leicester, Sunday at two o'clock. I did debate going a little bit off the beaten track. Mm, it's tempting, isn't it? I always, listen, he was top scorer mm. last season, wasn't he, for a reason. I'm going Jamie Vardy. So yeah. Sadio Mane, Jamie Vardy. Marcus, you've got Spurs v Everton, Sunday tea time, as we've already mentioned. I mean, it's tempted to hammer, it's not piss around, Harry Kane. Harry Kane, very yeah. good. And the fourth game uh, this week is Brighton v Chelsea. It's Monday night, and we thought, who better to choose the fourth goal scorer in Betway's fourth to score than Brighton superfan, our very own Jules Breach. Yeah. Here's what she had to say. Hiya, guys. Have you missed me? No? Well, <laughs> tough luck. I'm back on Wednesday, so look forward to seeing you then. Um, my first player to score in the Brighton-Chelsea game on Monday night. Uh, surprisingly, I'm not actually going to go for a Brighton player here. Yep. Uh, I am going to go for Chelsea's new front man, Timo Werner. He scored against us in uh, pre-season, and I expect him to score again at the Amex on Monday night. So that's your first to score for Brighton Chelsea. Thank you very much indeed, Jules. For those of you who weren't aware, that was pre-recorded. Yeah. So she wasn't actually live down the line there. Jules has gone for Timo Werner. So Sadio Mane, Jamie Vardy, Harry Kane and Timo Werner. Make sure your selections, if you want to play along with Betway's 4 to score, are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, head to begambleaware.com. Org. All right, everyone. It is now time, as is the custom, for this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Here we go. It's Luke's game. Uh, last week, Marcus well, recorded, let's just say. I, I, is it harsh on you to say a surprise victory over Andy Brassel? Well... You need to put your phone down, by the way. For, yeah, uh, for, uh, sorry about yeah, that. For, uh, for, for integrity purposes. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we see behind the curtain. The cameras now are on. The <laughs> people are going to judge you. I know your integrity is first class, but some people may not. So you might want to put that down. Last week, you recorded a legendary win over Andy 3-2. Oh, yeah. I think um, landmark is the word, isn't it? A landmark it? win. Yes. I think that's fair. Yes. Kate, uh, legendary. Kate, <laughs> Kate Mason is the uh, lineal champion. Um, so this is not a title bout, but it is a fiercely contested affair. I'm not going to ask you again. Um, move your phone over there, please, if you don't mind. That would be very, very much appreciated. Andy's turned his iPad off. Appreciate that as well. Um, I'll give you a player. You have to bid for how many of his clubs you can name. Um, and it's the best of five. We play all the way through. The first player, because Marcus won last last week, mm-hmm. the first uh, guest goes to Andy. To the challenger. To the challenger, indeed. You've waited a long time to say that, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. The first player... Andy Brassel. He's played for six clubs and he retired in 2005. Okay. Um, you may have enjoyed him in his post-playing career in the media, although you probably haven't. It's Martin Keown. Martin Keown. Six clubs played for. Six. How many can you name? Yeah, you six. heard me. How many can you name? Bit of a curveball, that, isn't it? Yeah, do your fingers, Marcus. That's it. Yeah. You've got up to seven there. <laughs> You just played yourself. <laughs> three. Three, okay. Marcus, can you do four clubs? No. No, okay. Name so three, Andy. Andy, it's three clubs that Martin Keown has played for. I should have reminded you at the start of the game, fire in the belly, head in the freezer. <laughs> three clubs that Martin Keown has played for. One at a time, please. 
can I just point out before I deliver them yeah. that uh, Marcus was counting on his fingers up to five? Yeah. That's the sort of tactics yeah. that we're dealing with. So you can't name three, no? Yeah, I can name three. Go for of it course. then. One at a time. Can. Arsenal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Everton. Also correct. Aston Villa. Correct. Yeah. It's one nil. He played for Arsenal twice, by the way. I didn't know he had two spells yeah. at Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, Leicester City and Reading were the others. So um, I, knew, I knew Leicester, but I couldn't were, think of. They were the six. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was saying that last week. It's oh, one, yeah. nil, it's one <laughs> nil to Andy. One nil to Andy. One nil to Andy. <laughs> the second player, Marcus, you go first this time. Mm-hmm. Played for five clubs in total. Mm-hmm. He retired in 1984. Oh, bloody hell, fire. Well, you say that. Big Kevin Keegan. Oh, get <laughs> <up>. <laughs> This is an outrage. <laughs> This is David Beckham all over again. Do you know what though? I, I am. I, how, how, many, how many? How many did you say? Five. Five. I don't think you have the facilities for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go four. Four. Can you go five? I've got to go five, haven't I? You want to go all five? Yeah, I think I have to go five. Go on, Andy. I might start having to uh, introduce a bonus point for people to get all of them, but I won't do that now. Yeah. Um, five clubs, all five that Kevin Keegan played for in his career between 1968 and 1984. Go ahead. Newcastle United. Correct. Southampton. Correct. Should I have done that in a Geordie accent? If you want to. It's up to you. Hamburg. Liverpool. This is where I checked out. Scunthorpe United. Ah, yeah, Correct. of course. That's all five. It's two nil. I couldn't remember. He's from Darlington, isn't he? Was um, he born in Darlington? I'm not entirely sure. It was that one. I was yeah. like, is it Darlington? Oh, yeah. anyway. Scunthorpe was right. He started. But bottom line is, you didn't get Kevin Keegan right at this. No. I think you should leave the studio now, man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, don't don't take the gamesmanship. He's been two nil up before. <laughs> yes, he has been two nil recently. Up before. In fact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, recently. Okay, player number three played for nine clubs in total. Retired in 2013. Andy, you are to go first on this one. Um, it's Lewis Boamorte. Oh, Gordon Bennett. Tough one. Yeah, it is. Very tough one. How many of Lewis Boamorte's clubs can you name? Ooh, that, that is hard. How that many is... clubs did you say? Nine. Ooh, nine in total. I've counted right, which is occasionally not the case. <laughs> I think it's nine. <laughs> I am going to start with three. Um, people would be urging you to get off the mark and make a play for this yeah they will the stakes are high though Uh if you get this wrong you've you've lost no no of course Uh, I'll go four okay Andy go on then four Uh, okay one at a time please Marcus can you please name four clubs that Lewis Bromorte has turned out for Fulham correct West Ham correct Arsenal correct Uh, I really wanted him to say two (laughs) (laughs) one more yeah just one more Oh, this is so frustrating. This is tough for people listening at home as well. Tough old guy. Uh, Can you give me a clue? Artists. No, I can't. No. That. You know that. And <laughs> um, you've debased yourself asking that. I'm just going to pluck one from random. Ren. Afraid yeah. not. 3 0 to Andy. It's that is over. the win. That is the win. Who did he play for? Sporting. Ah. Um, spent some time on loan at Lurenhanentz. Yeah. I've not really heard of. Arsenal, Southampton, Fulham on loan, and then Fulham permanently. Mm-hmm. West Ham, AEL. Orlando Pirates, and then the end of his career, rather bizarrely, at Chesterfield. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarrely, I forgot Arsenal. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. How did you? you? You didn't need it. Didn't need so it. Did you have sporting, did you? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, listen, fourth player to see if Andy's going to f- complete the Oh, do I, not get, do I not get the Pete's theme tune until the end? Pete's Victor Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Give that now. There you go. Andy Brassel wins. <laughs> 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 sorry, mate. Forgot about that. 
And if I could have it again after the next two, the end, that sure. would be great. I haven't won for a bit. I've got to try and Fair make it. Right, thank you. Fair enough. Thank you. Listen, well, Andy went first, so Marcus, it's on you. Yeah. And the fourth player is, uh, he's played for eight clubs in total. It's Nicholas Bentner. Ah, Enben. Hmm. <sighs> eight clubs? Yeah. Hellfire. Yeah. yeah. Eight bloody clubs. I'll have two. Andy? Three. You want four? You want four? Go <laughs> four. I don't know. You've lost already. I know. I, do you know what I feel like? I feel like the England team who eventually beat Australia in the Ashes and then just, <laughs> and then just put the kettle on, had a lovely old time, went to Australia, got whitewashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have got a lot of the Freddie Flint up about you. An awful lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm really struggling here. To, uh, we'll get him to name him. It's fine. Go on in, Andy. Yeah. How many did you say? I said three. Three. Okay. You said five. <laughs> did you say three, honestly? I did, honestly. Okay, cool. So Go ahead then. Arsenal. Copenhagen. Yeah, that's what I had. Rosenborg. Correct. They are. Could have had Birmingham City, Sunderland, Juventus, Wolfsburg, or Nottingham Forest as well. Juventus. Uh, the final player is Andy first to complete the whitewash. Here we go. Uh, he's played for eight clubs also. Retired, I think, this year, actually. Oh, really? Uh, David Villa. Oh. Right. Here we go. Give me a second. I think you probably do all that. How many did you say, sorry? Eight. Eight. You do all of them? I'll take five to start. Are you... <laughs> Come on, don't go out on your knees. Yeah. Come on. All right, six. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got the guts for no, seven. No, I, th- I think he's thinking about it. He hasn't got the guts for seven. He's thinking about seven. I, I haven't got the memory for it. Yeah. Oh, go on. Volley it in the top corner to finish me off, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> go for seven. That, for that... Marcus. No, he doesn't really. He doesn't really. <laughs> go on, go, go on. seven. You're, you're four nil up. Don't let, don't listen, don't listen to the banter. Make him do six. You know, you know what? I'm happy with the four-one. I'll take all seven. All right. Go, so you gotta go seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need, love there's, that. There's, Andy. Eight, there's eight in total, but you yeah. want to go seven. Andy, I love that. Are you gonna go eight? No, because that's that's a sign of a of a true champion. You can't man. do eight. No, but that's fair play to Andy. <laughs> go ahead. I, I don't think he could have done five. I, no, I could. I can do five, <laughs> and I, I, six. I wasn't sure, but I thought seven. Come on. Go on. Okay. Because four have to, one is like I'll get a consolation. Who cares? But if you score, I'll have to count with the fingers. Go ahead for that's this fine, one. That's fine. I'll count for you. It's all right. Sporting Gijon. That's one. Yeah. That's a good start. That. That's yeah. a good start. Valencia. Yeah. Two. Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Three. Atletico Madrid. Four. New York City FC. Five. Vissel Kobe. Six. Oh yes. Am I missing one? Yeah, you're missing two. Well, I know I'm missing two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Racing Santander. And there's the oh, consolation. Oh. There's the consolation, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I'll tell you what, you there's no whitewashing it. today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Again, to make and it absolutely clear whose game is played. <laughs> the moral victory. Uh, Real Zaragoza, you were thinking. Oh, my God. I was yeah. thinking of um, oh, no. uh, the Australians. Melbourne side. City. Melbourne City, City yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Melbourne I had City Melbourne yeah. City. Uh, the, the Japanese side, I couldn't remember. Was that the same team who Iniesta played for? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, I was struggling there, and there were, I knew that there was a Spanish club I didn't have. Anyway. There listen, we are. Andy yeah, with a 4 1 win on the first Luke's game yeah. of the new season. Play, play the tune again. All right, fair enough. Ma- you. Andy, well, Marcus, you can talk us out over Andy's theme tune. That's not too demeaning. Yeah, uh, to be fair, look, Brassel is, he may not be the current champion, but he's the big boy in this. He is the big boy. I think most people, I'm I'm, I'm Kate Mason fan, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're a glory hunter then. Yeah.
<laughs> Absolute glory hunter. Yeah. Before we go, by the way, um, a lovely chap called, I assume he's a lovely chap, called Peterson on Twitter, uh, sent us a little uh, rundown of last season's uh, Masked Winger scores. Yeah, a bit of housekeeping, as he says. Um, mm-hmm. He said he's been keeping score of Masked Winger all last season. The yeah. final scorecard was Marcus Spiller 12, Luke 11 mm-hmm. and Jim 6. Yeah. So you won that. I did. I feel like it's a bit like the Cup Winners' Cup. It's kind of like, it's, as far as I'm aware, that's been discontinued and I get to keep it. So Yeah, you can keep it. Much like Sven yeah. got to keep the yeah. Cup Winners' Cup. <laughs> you can keep it 100%. Yeah, no yeah. worries. I'm perfectly happy for you to be yesterday's news. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> With my consolation. Yeah. Um, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Do um, check out our, our second feed, of course. Uh, Football Ramble presents on the continent is on that. So uh, get your lug holes around that. Enjoy the football weekend. We're back on Monday. Until then, say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Goodbye. That's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's the show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.